0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Last week, the lesson from the Book of Revelation gave us part of the vision, a small part of the vision which the Lord granted to St. John. It described very strange, some would say weird, certainly incomprehensible events in heaven. But the one thing we can understand from that lesson, and perhaps the most important thing for us to understand, is the open door. St. John wrote, Behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, come up here, This was the door to heaven we're talking about, God's own door. And it was open to a human, a mere mortal. That's good news for us because it brings a message of hope and promise that the Lord wants us to be with him and that he's made a way for us. That way is actually a person the only begotten Son of God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He is the door for us. That's exactly what Jesus said I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. In order to better understand what this means, for their sheep, The shepherd continued, When the light has gone and all the sheep are inside, I lie in that open space, and no sheep ever goes out and no wolf comes in unless he crosses my body. I am the door. So when Jesus says he is the door of the sheep, he's saying he is the only door. J.C. Ryle points out that no apostle or prophet could make such a claim. Only Jesus, the Messiah, could legitimately say, I am the door. Because only he has died and rose again for us. Jesus affirms this in John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. When Jesus says He's the only door, the only way, He's saying there is only one way to the Father and it's through Him. Just like there's only one door to the ark, and just as in the Old Testament tabernacle there is only one door, so the Lord Jesus Christ is the one and only door to salvation for us. He is the way, the only way, or entrance to God's presence and the kingdom of heaven. Reflecting on this incredible gesture of God's grace and mercy, that of opening the door to heaven for us miserable sinners, The contrast of the rich man in today's gospel really stands out like a sore thumb, worse than a sore thumb. There the rich man is in his house, wearing clothes of fine linen, feasting every day, while Lazarus, the beggar, his body full of sores, lies outside. The rich man's door is closed to him. As the Gospel says, there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at his gate, full of sores, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. But the gate, the rich man's gate was closed to him. The contrast, or the situation maybe, is noted in today's calling. Grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments, we may please thee, both in will and deed. In other words, the prayer acknowledges how easily we can be like that rich man. When in fact, the Lord calls us to be active agents or instruments of his grace. He calls us to keep his commandments In short, he summons us to be door openers for Christ. Interestingly, through the pandemic, we've read stories and and, uh, we've even seen... I was driving on John Street the other day, and uh, at the Moncton residence, uh, the lawn that is right along uh, the part of the residence that faces John Street, I saw a, a young man standing at the window... At first, he caught my eye and I wondered what he was doing. And Then I realized he was talking to somebody inside. The door to the residence, like all the nursing home residences, are closed. But this young man was acting as a door to the person he was visiting through the closed window. He was a door to the outside. We may wonder what this is all about this talk about being a door but today we hear god is love and he asks us if we will be a door for him to others that they may find what is true what is everlasting what is hopeful and what is of his essential being that perfect and holy love. A few months ago, I was shown a powerful video from the WestJet Above and Beyond Collection. You can Google this. I hope you will, really. It's uh, from the WestJet Above and Beyond Collection. Just WestJet videos. And it's entitled, Josh, Opening Doors and Hearts. It's the story of a young teenager named Josh who experienced the death of his father. And during the period of grieving, he put up pictures of his dad in his locker at school. Of course, it wasn't long before some of the other kids started to make fun of him. And some even started to bully him. And Josh withdrew more and more until it was regular for him to be sitting alone, both in the classroom, removed from the others, and at the cafeteria. His mother didn't know what to do as his life spiraled downwards. So she decided to do something really risky and move him to a new school. And it appears that over the summer months, there was a lot of soul searching by this young man. He says that he was sick and tired of being a nobody and having nothing to look forward to. So at his new school, the Clark Road Secondary School, Josh decided to do something very unusual. He started opening doors for people. Not just for a person at a time, but he started to be the school's unofficial door opener and greeter. And he didn't know the kids that he was opening the doors for. He was the new guy. The video shows him at the main door of the school, holding it open and greeting people while students arrive in the morning. It really is something to see. Of this, Josh said... Opening a door is more than a physical act. It's about putting yourself out there. It's about getting to know people, making them feel comfortable, making them feel welcome. No kidding, lives were changed by this continued action, this regular door opening and greeting. In fact, the whole school was changed. There are many testimonies on this movie about the effect this young fellow had. Opening doors and welcoming people. For me, Josh's story highlights two things. If this young man can do this, how much more are we as Christians called to be ambassadors for Christ? Door openers For our Lord. And secondly. The question how. How how can we do this? How should we do this? Thinking about this. And doing a little bit of reading. I came across this article. From the city church in Chicago. I have no idea. What this church is. But the article. Made four simple points. That to me are helpful. How to be a door opener. Come at you with everything he's got. We have to be strong and resolute. And last, love without stopping. Love, not obligation, is what motivates us to open doors for others. God loved us when we didn't have the capacity to love him back. He opened the door so we could open doors for others. Keep your eyes open. Look beyond yourself. Hold tight to your convictions. It's a thankless job. Be resolute. Love without stopping. In order to be a door opener for Christ, we must be compassionately involved in the injustices and sufferings of the world, while at the same time pointing people beyond the here and now. It's a a this kind of thing. On the one hand, we're compassionately involved in the injustices and sufferings of other people. On the other hand, we're pointing them beyond the here and now, beyond the material world, beyond the despair, Beyond our scrambling to manage and control, we're pointing them to Christ, who is the door to heaven, who is the way, the truth, and the life. We're pointing them to God himself, who we hear this morning is perfect love. What does the world need It needs the Lord. It needs the hope and salvation that only He can offer. To be this door, we must imitate the Lord Jesus. As He is full of grace and truth, so our actions, thoughts, and words should be filled with grace and truth. How can we be filled up with His grace? And truth? The answer is simple. We have to work at it. We have received the abundant gift of new life. Therefore, we must exercise our will every day to follow Christ. Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. We have to work at the following part, at the obedience part. The Lord has given us what we need through his Son by the Holy Spirit. Now it's up to us to exercise our will in the following and the obedience. Christian door openers are rooted in the life of prayer, in daily reading and reflection on God's word, in regular attendance at public worship and the Holy Eucharist. And in fellowship with other Christians. This is all part of the working at it. To be a door opener for Christ. We have to care about our character. We have received the gift of the Holy Spirit after all. That means that the light of the living Christ is in us. And we should let that light shine. So daily... We have the opportunity to ask ourselves, in many situations, how can I let the light of Christ shine through me now? Just as the sun warms the earth and causes a seed to sprout, so the invisible and eternal light of Christ germinates the seed of God's word in our hearts. And the, whole, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit is, begins to grow in us. The fruit of love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. And self-control. That fruit of patience. Has another word. Long-suffering. And there are those. Those who with chronic pain or with grief or with whether it be physical pain or mental anguish cannot be an active sort of door for others by doing something. But they can be a door, a door opener for Christ by being by being by the way they live with their pain it's not just about doing it's about being people will be drawn to the kingdom of heaven through us by how we by how we act and live In this list of fruit, which describes the character of the Lord Jesus, we have a description of all that is spiritually beautiful. The first word in the list is love. It's translated from the Greek word agape. The same word for love is used approximately 25 times in today's epistle. I haven't checked every usage of the word love, whether it corresponds with agape, but love is used 25 times in today's epistle, and at the beginning of the epistle, and in the, it's the same word as Paul uses in the fruit of the Spirit, love, agape. Agape, as one scholar says, denotes an undefeatable benevolence and an unconquerable goodwill, that always seeks the highest good for others, no matter their behavior. It's a love that gives freely without asking anything in return and does not consider the worth of its object. Agape is more a love by choice than a love by chance. And it refers to the will rather than to the emotion. Agape describes the unconditional love of God for the world. This divine love, this agape, is what we see in the Lord Jesus Christ. When he goes to Calvary and stretches out his arms on the cross, and yet has all the power to take and get and destroy his enemies, rather He stays on the cross, not by the nails, but because of his love for us. This is agape. This agape says all that we need to know about being a door opener for Christ. Christian door openers are called and equipped by the Holy Spirit to have an undefeatable benevolence and an unconquerable goodwill that always seeks the highest good for others, no matter their behavior. But that does not mean that we cannot say no. Nor does it mean we cannot discipline our children and grandchildren. Nor does it mean we cannot ask the hard questions when they need to be asked. It does mean that we will do those things with a desire to lift the other person up, or to show them that an attitude or action is not in line with the character of Christ as revealed in God's Word. And it means that we will be people of forgiveness and reconciliation. Closed, even to the beggar. A desperate situation, and the gate is closed. The difference between the two is the transforming agape of God in Christ. The transforming, life-changing love of God at the cross. May we seek, as those who've received Christ, been received by him, may we seek to allow this agape of his flow through us. May we be door openers for his glory. Now unto God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be ascribed all might majesty, dominion, power, honor, and glory forever and ever. Amen.